A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Welcome to December, the Christmas season officially underway, although it doesn't look much like around Wisconsin with no snow on the ground. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Plenty of lights are out and showing off the different colors of the holiday season, and it won't be long when the most beautiful flowers of the season are out. We're talking about poinsettias. And Stephanie, you had a chance to catch up with, uh, well, some of our FFA chapters that sell, grow and sell a lot of poinsettias. What'd you find out? That's right, Bob. And just because we've passed those designated days for supporting small businesses or Giving Tuesday, it doesn't mean we can't keep on supporting these local organizations. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And yes, this includes your local FFA chapter. Some chapters sell those cheese and fruit boxes. Other alumni chapters are selling Christmas trees, but the Bondwell FFA is selling poinsettias. FFA advisor and egg instructor David Battenberg tells us everything we need to know about raising those poinsettias after you purchase them. But first, he says, not only is this flower sale raising money for the chapter, but it's also giving work experience to plant science students. The other part of it is that we actually get our poinsettias in August, like at the end of August. So this year I got them like, I think even a week before school started. So then I have a plant science class. So the plant science class has actually been taking care of the poinsettias since the first days of school. So even though it is a a fundraiser for our chapter, and it's a good fundraiser, um, it's just as much... Uh, doing the plant science uh, watering because we, like I said, we've been doing it for three, four months now. So, tell me about the care that goes into growing poinsettias. Do they come as a seed or a small plant? So we get them from a wholesaler in in late August. I, I order them at, in the summer, um, and they come as short, probably two or three inch poinsettias uh, so they're not they don't come from seed and we don't we don't make cuttings ourselves from anything so we get them from a from a wholesaler we get them like i said at the end of august and then basically we don't have to do a lot other than uh water and fertilize them for three four months the other thing we do have to be careful of is to make sure that they're not getting some light from sources that are going to make them not want to um flower um, but ours are all doing well they've been flowering or they've been starting to flower for probably about the past two weeks. Um, and so they'll be probably full full bloom here probably in uh, maybe a week or two yet, and then they'll be really nice. So, Does the plant science class have anything to do with the color of poinsettias, or is that a type of breed thing? Nope, that's that's just we get we get the the variety is something we just order right from the uh, wholesaler. And I used uh, this year we we tried a different one. They're called red glitter, so they're red with white little specks on the on the leaves, which actually are the flowers. Um, some years the red ones people want the red ones. Sometimes people want the pink ones. Um, uh, we also have marble uh, and white. Uh, and so sometimes if, if, if the off colors are, not the off colors, but the, but the uh, almost more uncommon colors, I think in the last couple of years have been people that people kind of want those more now. So, How many of, uh, plants do you have for sale? Right around 200. Um, I think it's about, I think it's 225 actually. And they take up pretty much our whole greenhouse. 
because they do have to. The other thing, they do have to be like a foot apart, because if they're too close together, then they grow straight and tall and don't get quite as bushy and leafy. So um, it takes up pretty much the whole space. There's some science behind that as well. Because once you get them, you do have to you do have to make sure that they're far enough apart. And when the kids water them, they they got to make sure that they're not they're not. They got to put them like back in the right spot because if they push them too close together, then they don't grow very well. They they grow tall instead of out. So, what is the cost of the flower, and how much does it run you guys to raise them? So we we sell them for ten dollars a piece. We get them for about uh, they're right around three dollars a piece in August, and then all we all we really have to do is water and fertilize them and kind of lightly fertilize them um, for three months. So other than that, uh, because they come already in the pots that they grow into, we do have to buy the foil wrappers that you put underneath them, and then we have some special plastic. Um, it covers for them too because if you take them out, if it's cold, sometimes they can get get into a little bit of trouble and they can kind of die. So we have to buy that stuff. Um, but otherwise, so we're you know we're, we're probably making three four dollars a plant. Where do you guys spend the money? So our FFA is pretty active. Um, we went to the national convention. We go to state convention. Um, I had I have kids that go to leadership conferences uh, in the summer. Uh, we do things and often you know, like if we go to a an event like a CDE or an LD uh, a competition. We usually eat somewhere, and the FFA pays for it. So we don't really have to worry too much about about finding a place to spend the money that we raise. So. So when people get a hold of these, they they buy them, they bring them home. Do they have to keep their houses at a certain temperature? Do they still need to keep the plants apart? No, no. As long as they, as long as they water them and not overwater them. Um, more people probably kill plants by overwatering them than anything else. Uh, and they just keep them in a. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be super sunny either. Um, and water them and and make sure that they don't keep them too wet. They'll be fine. The ones that we have here, I think probably because they flower like between now and Christmas, I've had people come back to me and say that thing has flowered for three, four months. It's March and April and they're still and they still have colored leaves and flowers on them. And when I keep them in the greenhouse, uh, typically they'll stay colorful until I think this year they stayed colorful till like even June. So yeah, oh, wow. they, they they stay yeah they stay a really long time, and I think part of that's because I think sometimes the ones that you buy in stores have been flowering already for like a month, and ours is just starting now, so ours have a tendency to last longer. Okay, so it's normal for poinsettias to last a long time. It is, and I think most people probably get rid of them because they because uh, they they stop flowering. But I what I do sometimes is I keep some of them from the past years that we didn't sell. So I have some one-year-old-plus plants, and they're probably, I put them in big pots, they're probably uh, two and a half to three feet tall, and now they're starting to flower again. So it's actually a shrub. You know, a poinsettia is a a woody stem shrub, um, like from, from... Central America. So if if you keep it and you put it in larger pots and you don't overwater it, it'll keep growing. The only thing you have to do is if you want it to flower about six to eight weeks before you want it to flower, you got to make sure that it's getting dark. So you have to put it like 12 hours a day in a, in a completely dark place. And if you do that, then it'll then it'll flower again. But they get big. 
Oh my! I didn't know that. I thought they died, at, you know, no. the, when Christmas is over. <laughs> but no. they continue. Okay, neat. No. And what about fertilizing? I mean, once you buy it, you're not really needing to fertilize it, are you? Well, you probably treat it like any other plant. I mean, it's going to need some. You don't have to over fertilize it, but I don't know, fertilize it maybe once a month. Um, and you do need to put in a bigger pot because the pot that it's in, it'll get it'll get root bound in because they do get really pretty big. So, I mean, it sounds like the perfect fundraiser. Has demand been good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing is we got to make sure that we always try to start selling them now because otherwise around Thanksgiving people will go out and buy them somewhere else and then they, they won't buy them from us. That's part of the reason, too, we've started to dabble in some of these off kind of colors and maybe ones that you can't find everywhere. So people really like those. And ours do have a tendency, people kind of know that ours have a tendency to last longer. So I think a lot of people want to come and get ours, too. Sometimes I might have 15 or 20 of them left, which is fine, because not all of them always grow really well, and so some of them are a little bit shorter, and some of them don't have quite as many flowers. We do donate some to, like, our local uh, uh, assisted living places. And then if I have if I have 10 or so left over, I keep them, and we use, we use them in plant science the next semester, the second semester, for plant part labs and things that we do. And then I, I keep a probably, I don't know, six to eight of them if I have them, and I try to raise them for the next year. Because last year I had some real big ones, and people wanted to buy those because they thought they were so cool because they were flowering and they were, you know, three feet tall. So we'll see if people want, want those again this year. Has the pandemic inhibited your guys' sale last year? Because you still had the sale, right? Yeah, we still had it last year. What we had to do is we had to change the way that we sell them a little bit. And actually, it's worked better. We do a lot of it now by sending out like a Google form, and then people can order them, and they can just pick them up at the school. But it actually didn't impact us too much last year. People could still come in and get them like after school and then take them home. They could order them from us. We'd put them up by the office, and then they would come and pick them up. So it actually didn't didn't make that big of a difference. Last question for you. How do the students uh, feel about this? They like it. The kids in plant science actually get to, to buy the the uh, poinsettias for half price because they've been they've been working with them all year. Um, they like it, uh, and and uh, I, I it's kind of a long process, but I think especially in plant science class, once they see that they've worked for three four months and now they have these really pretty um, Christmas flowers, it, it's great. It works really good. If people are in the Bondwell area, what's the best way to get in contact with the FFA chapter to, to order these poinsettias? Actually, they, if they if they can call the school, um, and they can uh, they can ask for my extension and call me, um, or uh, if they look to not um, probably in the next couple of days, if they look on the Bondwell School Facebook page. We'll have uh, an order form and a link to a Google order form that they can order, and then we can we can get them to them. They can pick them up here at school. David Battenberg, the egg instructor and FFA advisor at Bondwell, says the sale goes until December 22nd. That's the last day of school before the holiday break. If you're not in the Bondwell area, check in with your own local FFA chapter and ask about their holiday fundraisers. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Haw. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.